0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Loli's Cafe. I'm Loli and in this episode we are going to talk about goryeo Kitan War which is also known as Korea Kitan War up to episode 6 which is what I've watched so far and, and I think that's all that it's been out there's gonna be spoilers ahead but let's get to them really the whole movie is based on historical events so it's already been spoiled for us and i encourage people who are watching it to actually read off on the goryeo kitan war is actually pretty interesting it's a war that went on for about 27 years and this drama focuses on king Hyunjong's kind of rise to power and that's really during two of the conflicts, which is like the second conflict and the first conflict. This has got to be one of the most stressful, intense dramas that I've watched. And I even know what's going to happen, right? Like I know that Kim hyun jong wasn't going to die in the first four episodes. But the whole time I was just on the edge of my seat, just waiting for him, for them to kill him. So the current king, King mok he is actually gay. He's... Doesn't have an heir, so he he hasn't been able to have an heir, and oh, he's gay. His mom, who's Queen Hene, who is played by Imin Young, who is the mean oma in Perfect Marriage Revenge. Okay, this lady's just playing mean mothers everywhere. So she has a relationship with a guy named Kim Ji Chang, and they have a son. And she gets it in her head that she wants Kim Ji Chan to be the crown prince instead of uh, Hyunjong. Even though the tradition, and let's just get it out there, there's incest in this drama, the tradition is that the heirs from King Taejo, who is the first of the Wang line here, King Taejo, they have to be of his own blood. Now this guy had like, I don't know how many concubines, maybe like 30, 40. King Taejo was a player. And so he had all these, you know, all these children and he decided that his heirs would be um, just pure blood. And that would basically have like what he called like the blood of the dragon. The rightful heir would be Hyun Jung, Mean Oma or whatever you want to call her. She decides that her child with Kim Chiyang is going to be the heir. So she sets out on a plot to kill Won Zhong, who is actually her sister's son, maybe a half cousin nephew. I honestly like the whole thing is is weird. So because there's all this incest, but that aside, sent him away to a Buddhist temple. So he's been just kind of like, you know, hanging out, living as a monk. And she sends her court maid to kill him. And these four episodes were so intense. I was, And I knew that he wasn't going to die because he obviously becomes the king because this is a historical event. But I I was just at the edge of my seat like, oh my god, how does he survive this? To the point where I actually felt like, oh my god, the dragon is saving him, right? He's, He knew that that, that was his rightful path, that he wasn't going to die, that he has the blood of the dragon. And I actually just, it was so intense, I actually felt that. We have Kim Ji-jung and the queen trying to take over as to put their kid as the next rifle heir. The queen didn't realize that the plan was to kill King Mokjong, but I don't know why she didn't. So at the last minute, she's like, save me, son, or whatever. The palace is kind of overtaken by Kim Ji Jung's man, so he calls out for help. Now, this whole time, Kim Ji who is a pretty smart guy, I have to say, as far as political uh coups were going about he actually put out notices that the king was already dead and he knows that the rightful blood heir jung was gonna get killed okay or or he had sent out people to kill him so really it's like up against some monks and these aren't like the Shaolin monks, although they're pretty badass. Trying to kill him. They they haven't killed him. They haven't gotten uh, word. Now, Hyunjong is able to escape to another Buddhist temple and get those Buddhist monks to go tell Mokjong about what was happening. Super intense this whole time. You're just like, oh my God, who's going to die now? They can't get to Mokjong because, you know, they had tried to kill him. They have the palace surrounded. But finally... The, they get word that the, yeah, this is happening. So Mokjong sends out for help, but before his word reaches, it gets the whole plot of the coup gets known to Kangjo. He's actually a general that had sent another letter. he had previously sent a letter to King Mokjong to basically like clean up the court. Like, hey, this is all these things that's happening. Your mom's trying to rule against you, whatever. But King Mokjon was just like, don't worry about it. Just worry about the field. The Goryeo Kitan War is actually in three sections. So, the first section of the war, we actually don't see. And basically, the the Kitan Emperor had basically blessed uh, Mokjon as the king of Goryeo, which is where the word Korea comes from. So, it's Goryeo, Korea. Okay. He approved of Mokjon and at the same time, his mom, the, the emperor of Catan, his mom is like dying. So he feels like he has something to prove because he hasn't really accomplished much or whatever. I, who knows with these guys? They're all kind of out there. Kang Jo is like, no, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to save Hyunjong and I'm going to kill Kim, Kim Jichang. Okay. So on his way there, he actually finds out that Mokjong isn't dead. In that moment, he decides that no, he's going to kill Mokjong and he's going to put Hyunjong, who has been living as a Buddhist monk in power, and basically put him as a puppet king, puppet emperor, and he's going to basically rule things because everything's so corrupted. Because if he doesn't kill Mokjong, then what's left? It's just going to be Mokjong and the queen just making a mockery of this thing. You know, this guy's like openly having sex with whoever and just it's like some like they called it like a house of prostitution like no dignity or whatever that's that's what Kang Cho felt and Kang Cho say what you will he is a smart general he just immediately Kim Ji Jang dead Kim Ji Jiang's son this little I don't know six seven year old kid boom dead the one person that we don't see him killed is the queen he takes the king he takes him out to the field kills him doesn't really tell anybody where he is buried or whatever and then they get Hyunjong and they crown him as the emperor. So this whole time, this first, you know, kind of four episodes, they're just so extremely stressful. OK, it's just like, oh, my God, is, is was he going to die? Was he not going to die? And and I even knew that he wasn't going to die. And I was like, oh, my God, how did he get away from this? We start to get into kind of the war. The Kitan emperor uses the excuse that Kang Chul is a traitor and he's going against his wishes of having Mokjong as the emperor of Goryeo that that's a sign of disrespect, blah, blah, blah. So he's going to invade Goryeo. Hyongjong right, trying to figure something out. So he's like, okay, I'm going to kill Kang I'm going to kill him. Uh, because that the Kitan Emperor is trying to have this war because because he's a traitor. So he makes this decision. Now, there's another guy, Kang uh, Chan. And Kang Chan is... He actually... From history, we know that he becomes an advisor to King uh, Hyunjong, and he actually later becomes a general. But he advises him not to do that. He's like, "That's not going to work. You can't do that." Now he tries to do it, and Kancho basically lets him know that, "Yeah, you're not going to kill me." He brings in all the, basically the military. He's got the military behind him. You know these these military guys, these military coups. They have the the firepower. Next behind them, and really, Hyong Jong has no one except for like the eunuchs who, yeah, they're not fighting, but Kancho tells him, at least you made a decision, at least you did this, you made a decision, and you can see that at that moment he actually respects him there because even though it, this wasn't gonna happen. This kid, he's only like 19, 20 at this point, actually made a decision to try to take him out. The people come, the the people from Kitan, they send this envoys. It's kind of weird to me that they're, you know, they're at war. But I guess they're ambassadors. Anyways, they send this ambassador guy. And, and Kancho there, right then and there, says, okay, if it's because of me, then you come and take my head. This whole thing was just so intense. I mean, you're watching this and you just feel the just the power that these people have and you can only imagine what these generals were like back in the day when they have like actual fighting now it's a lot of it is drones and things like that but but you just feel this kind of intense just emotions going through he of course bypasses the question and he asked the emperor and the emperor he didn't back down he was like hey why are you here why are you going to invade what is the point right if you're not going to take gancho's head what what is the what's the deal I think he earned the respect of of Kancho in those in those moments, get ready for war, and then we start seeing the war and we start seeing kind of like the second invasion and Isang Hyung, I think he plays one of the generals that's at this thing. He is doing a phenomenal job as this general fighting he's got like bloody fingers from all the arrows that he's throwing. the look on his face when the Kitan warriors when they're sending these flaming Stones to try to take down this fortress. Just a look of determination. And you know, of course, there's just so many horrors of war that we're gonna see. Isn't for the light of heart. If you're not used to seeing like fighting, they're letting us know like everything that happened, right? Like the Kitan warriors were taking civilians, making them put putting them up as human shields. On the last episode, just to emotional scene where the Yi Sung hyun character he actually has to decide to kill like his own people and kids because otherwise he's gonna lose. Right? So he definitely made the right decision, but it's just such a heart-wrenching decision that he had to make. But he did it because he's a warrior. I think we're gonna see how this war is like it goes on for a while, guys. So and it's 32 episodes. So I'm guessing 16 episodes is going to be the second installment of the war. And then maybe the last 16 episodes is going to be the third installment, right? We we don't get to see the first one because that was when Mok Jun basically got put into power. So I'm really enjoying it in a sense that, you know, you learn, you see history come to life. I, I just think that is really interesting, especially in these Korean dramas. They do actually a really good job of portraying what they think it's like or what they thought it was like what these generals had to go through there's a lot of people so it's really hard to keep up with their names is it king hyong jong and we're going to see how he also develops his relationships right right now he had he had like nobody and then his half cousin who is also his wife because you know they got to keep the bloodline or whatever she actually gives him some words of wisdom and words of encouragement and going to have a baby so he definitely was like i'm not gonna make mok jung's mistake i'm gonna i'm gonna get a baby heir how he comes to power and how he becomes how he goes from being a puppet king to being one of the i don't want to say best leaders but he basically becomes a real leader of of korea and he leads korea out of that war so we'll see kind of his growth as well i think that so far kim jong jung, the actor that's playing him he's doing a really good job just his facial expressions, like how how he doesn't have any fear because, right, he felt like he was protected by the dragon and then how he becomes so humble, his naiveness, right? And, and hopefully he will see him learn. And he actually, before Kangjo goes to war, he tells him, if you win this, if you do this, I'm going to forgive you. You're not going to be known as a traitor anymore. You are going to be my loyal subject. And he gave him this basically like royal battle axe And you can see Kang-Chi just almost come to tears just from that. So if you want to feel a lot of emotion, if you want to learn a little bit of history, I encourage you to, to watch it. I also, I know I don't, usually I don't like to spoil things, but I do think that if you are going to watch it, you should read up because otherwise it's just too stressful, okay? Now we know because they have a lot of these characters that maybe they're not on the history book, those guys might die just be prepare yourself right for the heartache for what's going to happen because otherwise i think it's just too much going back and forth between like these kind of light-hearted comedies um like the matchmakers or whatever and and into this but i think it's going to be kind of one of these epic dramas that they have that if you like romance historical dramas i really encourage you to watch bosom steal the fate i think it's one of the the best dramas with that that i've seen if you're watching Goryeo Kitang War, I'm there stressing out with you so we can stress out together, talk about all of the things that we're going to feel, especially just all of these things that they're going through, all of these heart-wrenching decisions. It's war. It's not going to be... It's This isn't for for the light of heart. So, you know, if you're not into this, don't put yourself through this. But, but if it's something like, you know, you want to get into it, you want it, you like action, you like seeing strategy and military you know wars things like that um i encourage you to watch it so all right i hope that you guys have a great day and i hope you guys enjoy the podcast